welcome to a recording of a short Bible-based talk from Hope Church Worcester. If you're in the area and you'd like to visit us, we would love to see you. We meet in our building called the Granary, which is located in the centre of Worcester. Holy Spirit, would you continue to minister amongst us in our gathering? Let it not have ended with the singing concluding, but let it continue in the hearts of every single person seated here this morning. I want to pray for all of us, whatever position we're in, whether we don't know you and we're here as a guest or a visitor, we do know you, but our faith is on the rocks, or we do know you and our faith is skyrocketing. I pray that you would speak through your holy words, the scriptures, and that you speak through myself, uh, and that you would speak to all of us here this morning. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, can I just reiterate a warm welcome to everyone this morning, again, as Jim did at the start, uh, especially any friends and family of Nephi. I've been saying Nafi, but apparently it might be pronounced Nephi, so I do apologise, Nephi, if that's been the case. Uh, but whoever is with her today knows her and has joined us to support her baptism. Just want to extend another warm welcome today. It's an exciting day, as you're aware, as you can see from the baptistry that's been set up, which I don't know about you, looks, thanks Tom, looks amazing. Uh, you know, streamlined actually. I quite like it. Very good. Very cool. Uh, but it's an exciting day for Nephi as someone who's part of the life of our church. And it's an exciting day for us as Hope Church because this is the first baptism for the 1115. Is it the first baptism since we've been here? We've had a few. Well, that's even better news, the fact we've had a few. But for us, this is the first one in the 1115 of many, I hope. What I've been praying is just going to be kind of a plug. And as we see our first baptism, that's going to be a bit of an unplugging. So we'll see a lot more people. <laughs> We're not going to unplug it now, metaphorically. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's exciting time. It's exciting for all of us. But before Nephi and Jim come up shortly to share very briefly about her journey and what that's looked like, she'll just be answering a few very brief questions, which I'm excited to hear, uh, as to why she's taken the decision to obey Jesus as her Lord and Saviour and get baptised, which he commands everyone who calls themselves a disciple of his. Before we do that, I wanted to take this opportunity just to remind those of us who are baptised and inform those of us perhaps who aren't yet baptised of three things very briefly. Firstly, what baptism is, then what baptism means, and then lastly, why it's important. What it is, what it means, and why it's important. So first of all, what is baptism? As Christians, we believe the Bible, this book I've got laid open right in front of me, are the very words of God himself. That God used men, people to write the, the words, the letters, the books that make up this book that we hold dearly. But it's God who said what was to go in it. It's his words, it's inspired by him, and it's been given to us. And it reveals who Jesus Christ is 
and how he's saved us, but also to teach us his ways that we can joyfully and freely obey him in everything he's commanded us. Because all of Jesus' commands are so that we would know freedom and life and joy and happiness and pleasure and satisfaction in him and that he would be glorified. And as we obey him, he receives all the honor and all the glory. And that is exactly what Nephi's doing this morning by being baptized in our midst. So let me read from the Bible, just several passages of scripture and see what it says about baptism. So what I'm gonna read is from a book called Mark. Mark's the fellow who wrote this part of scripture and he was writing about Jesus's life on earth, particularly the three years that he spent on the road ministering to the people before he went to the cross to die and to the grave to rise up again. So it's from Mark chapter one, verse nine. And Mark wrote this. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and he was baptized by John in the Jordan. And when he came up out of the water, immediately he saw the heavens opening and the spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my beloved son. With you, I am well pleased. Well, what do these sentences tell us about baptism? It tells us four things about what baptism is. Very simple, this first part, but I think important just to remind us. Firstly, someone has to get baptised. There needs to be the object of the baptism, the person getting dunked into the water. Secondly, that was, that was Jesus in this case. Secondly, another person needs to do the baptizing, grabs hold of the person or two, and then dunks them. That was John, who was Jesus's cousin. So they grew up together somewhat. And thirdly, it's done in water. As we can see, Nephi, you get the benefit of it being hot water, but that's not always the case for some people. So you are blessed. Uh, and fourthly, the person being baptized is plunged totally beneath the water. And we'll see why that is important and why we do it that way later on. But those are four things. So in that story I just read, in that account of Jesus's life, the beginning of his work among the people, as Jim said, healing, miracles, but also leading people to know the true and living God, the Father that we worship this morning. In that account, we read and see that Jesus himself got baptized, that his cousin John baptized him. And it was in what's called the Jordan River. So Jesus got baptized in a river amongst a lot of people witnessing it, seeing it happening. Uh, and that Jesus is described as coming up out of the water and the spirit coming on him and the father saying, you're my son, I'm pleased with you. And that's exactly somewhat what's gonna happen to Nephi shortly. Daniel and I are gonna baptize her. She'll get immersed fully in this pool right in front of us. And then she'll rise up from it, just like Christ and numerous other disciples after him and many other after Nephi has been baptized. So that's practically what baptism looks like and where we get it from among lots of other places in scripture as well. So secondly, what does it mean? 
Let me turn back to just the last passage of scripture I'll look at very briefly. And this one's from a letter that a guy called Paul wrote to a church in Rome, the city of Rome. It's a bit, no, it's actually only a couple of verses. Um, So it's Romans chapter six, verses three to four. Paul wrote this to that Roman church. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order, just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Baptism, what we're going to see later on, is a symbol. It's an outward act of an inward reality. Let me say that again. Baptism is an outward act. It's something we do, but it's just reflecting something that's happened on the inside in Nephi and each and every one of us who has been baptized's lives. But what did the Bible say happened when we're baptized or as the baptism symbolizes? It said that those who are baptized have died. Everyone who has been baptised has died. Now, unless Daniel wants to take this opportunity to get back at Nephi at all the things she may have done to him, hopefully he won't hold her under the water for too long and it's game over. (laughs) I've done baptising people and there have been some people like that, Daniel, don't worry. Just want to, but it's okay. Call to love, it's all right. (laughs) So unless you do that, Nephi isn't going uh, to die. Uh, In fact, I do remember one time in the church where I spent my young adulthood in, they had a baptistry that was kind of built into the flooring. So you had to lift up the flooring and fill it in, etc. And I remember, it's a classic thing. I'm sure you can see loads of these videos on YouTube. It must happen so much more than we realise. But I get there early because I think I'm helping. I was relatively young in my teenage years. Um, And it was getting filled up and everything, filled up to a safe amount, thankfully, for what's about to happen. But I distinctly remember people are coming in, they're being welcomed, they're walking to the seats, and the classic thing happens where I think it was a woman, sadly, didn't see what was going on, tripped, fell, boom, straight into the water, and it's just that awkward... It's got to happen to someone at some point in a baptism service, and it happened to you. Thankfully, Nafi, you'll be safe, because unless your trip is epic, you're not going to go into the pool. So you should be absolutely fine. But I always remember that when I think of baptisms and just do our best not to allow that to happen in future. Um, But what has happened is Nephi has died on the inside. Nephi has died on the inside. Now, bear with me while I say this. That is, she's died to her sin. She's died to her sin. She's died to that thing that is disobedience to God. When we say the word sin, what we mean is anything and everything that goes against the ways of God. What God would want us to do, how God would want us to behave, think and live our lives. Anything that's alternative to that, anything that goes against that is sin because it's not going in the direction he wants to. It's going disobediently against our God. And when we do that, It leads to destructive lifestyles, it leads to hurt, it leads to pain, it leads to suffering. But worst of all, it leads to God being offended that we would not pursue the path that leads to him, which is the path that leads to life 
freedom, joy and happiness and peace and perfection and love and everything else that encompasses our Lord. That's what sin is when we, when we say sin. But Nephi has died to those things. She has died to living that way and that lifestyle. She's died to her sin. She's given up her life and by trusting in Jesus Christ and placing her faith in him and in his death on the cross for her, she's sacrificed her own desires and even her own existence, the way she wanted to live, how she wanted to live it, giving herself up and over to her father. Nephi has received the gift of faith. She's put it in Christ and therefore she's given herself up so that she can now live for God. She can die to her sin, which was a weight pulling her down, destroying her life, and she's now put it to God. So she's, she's died in that sense. So she's died with Christ and in his death, she's set free from sin, from hell, from death, and the power that they had over her life. Hell is not Nephi's destiny. Heaven is. Sin is not Nephi's lifestyle, something called righteousnesses, which means living a right life for God. And the devil isn't the master of Nephi's life like it was before in each and every one of us before we accepted Jesus. God is the master of her life. She lives for him. He controls and governs her life so that she'd be free in him. Not restricted, not rules and regulations and do this, do that, in grace, in mercy and in love. So she died to sin. Uh, baptism doesn't only mean death, though, as important as that is, it also means life. Those who are baptised have a new life to live. Just as Nephi died to her sin, she now lives in Christ Jesus, her saviour. Paul, in what we just wrote, said that the person who was baptised has put to death their sin and they've been raised to new life with Jesus. So those who are alive spiritually go on a journey in ever-increasing joy, peace, hope, love and holiness in Jesus. They live to reflect the character of God, obeying him and giving him all the glory. That's what life is. Life isn't I get to do this my way, how I want to do it. True life is living for the life giver who we believe and Nephi believes is God the Father as revealed through Jesus Christ. So she's died to her sin. She now lives a new life in Jesus. And then thirdly, baptism Baptism's core meaning is it points us back to something called the gospel, which is just a phrase we use to mean the good news of Jesus. It's just a, a term that was coined uh, to mean Jesus's great news, the brilliant, amazing news of Jesus's life, death and resurrection, the gospel. When we witness Nephi's baptism later on, physically seeing her getting dunked, let's remember the death and the resurrection of our Lord, those of us who call him our Lord. As Nephi is buried under the water, so Jesus was buried in the grave, if you remember the story. As she comes out from the water, so Jesus came out from the grave, resurrected. Do you see? It's just a sign. It's just reminding us of who Jesus is and what he's done for us. And this act, that act, points back to him points to him it gives him the glory gives him the honor for us sinners 
He was killed as Jesus. He was dead and he was buried in our place as our substitute. We deserved it. We didn't have it because Jesus took it for us. And so those of us who know and love him are free from condemnation, from punishment, and we're given life instead. We're free from being judged, condemned and punished on our behalf. So our sin would die with Jesus and not with us. I will not die in my sin and my mistakes and my failures, but instead all that died in Jesus on the cross. And also for us, he rose again, defeating death, overcoming our sin, vanquishing Satan and being victorious. So we would be born again inside and have new life in him. Nephi has been born again in Jesus and the water just symbolizes that she's got a new spirit. She's got new life in him. So for those of us who've forgotten or grown cold even to what Jesus has done for you, and it does happen, we live long lives, a lot of us busy lives, hectic lives, we can easily forget these things. So that's why it's so amazing when we have baptism gatherings because it's such a in your face reminder of what we have committed our lives to, dedicated our lives to. For those of us who are like that though, let this baptism stir up your affections for Jesus. Let it stir up your heart for your Jesus and what he's done for you and what you did for him in response to his great love for you. And for those of you who don't know Jesus and as your savior, Listen to what I'm saying. Watch what Nephi does later on. And then seriously, weigh up where you're at. If that is something you want to pursue, if Jesus is someone you want to know, you want to get to know, if you want to ask more questions, talk to us. Talk to the person you came with. Talk to us, the person you met on the door, or Jim, or myself, or a trusted friend. And let's chat about it. Let's pray with you. Let's direct you to God and know the life that he gives and that he offers. So what does baptism mean? It means death to sin. It means uh, like a grave we've buried our sin in. It means life in Christ, like a resurrection we experience to new life. And then it's a reminder of God's good news, of Jesus's gospel. Then thirdly, why is it important? Just to conclude. Let me just end with a few reasons as to why baptism is so vitally important and why we love it when we do it. Let's do it more, Jesus, please. Firstly, baptism is a command of God. Jesus said to go into all the worlds and make disciples of many nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you're a disciple, then you must obey God and be baptized as an act of obedience. It can be done in different ways. Some people do it in bathtubs at home, uh, but we do it this way, however works for you. But if you call yourself a follower of Jesus and you're not baptized, can I encourage you strongly, don't miss what is a brilliant opportunity to obey your God and get baptized. It's a command of him. We love him and we wanna live for him and therefore we wanna listen to him. And secondly, baptism is a special sign Baptism doesn't save anyone, let me be clear. Nephi is not becoming saved as she goes under the water. It's just a sign of what's already happened a little while ago. She was saved in her heart, saved spiritually. This just illustrates that. So baptism doesn't save us. Only grace alone 
through faith alone in Jesus Christ alone saves anyone. It's only because of God's grace, the faith he gifts us, and the fact we put our trust in him that saves anyone. You don't have to do anything to be saved. You just need to trust in the God-man who died on a cross for you and rose again from the grave. That's all you have to do. Your life will be transformed, don't get me wrong, but first of all, you just trust and look to him. And thirdly, baptism, it's an initiation into the church. And let me just explain what I mean by that. As soon as someone is born again and saved, they become members of Jesus's global church. Nephi is a part of Jesus's, what we call Jesus's body. That's kind of a phrase we use to mean the church. Nephi is part of that by virtue of just the fact she's put her trust in Jesus. But it also means now she identifies with Jesus's church. She's part of Jesus's church. And then specifically locally, that means she's part of our church as well. Nephi's part of Hope Church. She's a member of our church. She's with us. We love her. We serve her. We give to her. She loves us. She serves us. She gives to us. We pray for one another. She's here present to worship with our gathering. She's part of the life of the church. So baptism is just a seal that confirms that. It's the rubber stamp. Baptism's like the rubber stamp, just confirming what's going on. So being baptised, Nephi is identifying herself to Jesus' church throughout all of history, committing herself to our church, Hope Church, locally. And now she's part of our family. She's in relationship with us, which is lovely. And we serve and support one another. So just to conclude then, we've seen what baptism is, a person immersed in water by another. We've seen what it means, a symbol of a believer's death to sin, new life in Christ, and a sign pointing to Jesus and his good news of salvation. And lastly, we've seen why it's so important. It's a command, it's a special sign, and it's an invitation to the church. So if you're an initiation, rather. So if you're a disciple of Jesus, can I invite you to remember your baptism and take fresh encouragement from it and from what Jesus has done for you? And if you're not a believer, let me invite you to consider what you're seeing and to consider what I'm saying, and if you want to follow Jesus' invitation to follow him as well and make that decision. So just to kind of say as well, if you want to know more, and all of this has kind of gone over your head very quickly, uh, we do actually have leaflets downstairs, Hope Church Baptism, covering a lot of what I've said, why be baptised, what is baptism about, who should get baptised, when I should get baptised. It leads you to different passages of scripture, it asks a few questions, but it's something for you to just reflect on if you want to dig a little bit deeper into it. They're downstairs in the lounge by the, um, by the chairs, the little sofa area, there's lots of different leaflets we've got down there. So, as I've said, just to finish, baptism's a wonderful celebration and occasion to rejoice so let's do that now as I finish. In the house for who the kids will follow. My dad wanted us and my mom wanted us to go to God. So we had to just go to church. But I didn't like it because to me it was just so boring and tiring. But I liked going for the snacks. Whenever there was snacks, yeah, I did like going. So we went occasionally. Then I grew up with this whole idea that church wasn't for me. So I just lived my life and I was super, super naughty. And then I was an angry child. <laughs> I was really angry and I was mean and a bully, really. Looking back now, it really, really, really sad, the kind of life I led. 
up till my young teen. And when I was in primary school, I could lie. The devil was like, wow. I guess he was really amazed because at a point I even lied. I was sickle cell and named me. I had sickle cell and named me out because I just, I just had to get away with stuff. Because I'd bully people, I'd beat and just get away with it. So I continued that way till I got to what you call here middle school. We call junior secondary in Nigeria. When I got to my junior secondary, okay, there was an exam I wrote to get, I was supposed to write to get to that point. I did, and the school I wanted, I didn't make the mark for that school. So I was asked to pick another choice. So I picked a choice, because of the location, it was a very notorious area. So I was like, yeah, where people like me will be. So I wanted to school there. I didn't know the location of the school, I just knew the name. So I went to meet my mom, mom, I want to go to the school. So she was like, okay, are you sure? I said, yes. So we went and I wrote the exams, not on the school premises. The exams was brought to us where our primary school is, where my primary school was. And on the first day of resumption, going in, and there was this ginormous building. It was a church. I'm like, what? Maria, I don't want anymore. I just, I'm changing my mind. Church is not for me. I don't, this building, a church. She's like, but the name, you should have known from the beginning. I'm like, I didn't notice. So I need another, I change of school. And she was like, okay, you have to just stay for the session. After the session, we'll think of something else. So I guess, I thought I chose the school, but along the line, I figured that it was actually God that actually pushed me there. Because during that time, they always, oh God, they had fellowships that were really annoying. You pray in the morning, you pray in the evening, God. So I made it a point to always go late in the mornings. I just to miss the morning prayers, but it was difficult to miss the afternoons. So I just always figured that way. There was a time I would spend time in the toilet just to miss. So they figured out people stay in the toilet. I wasn't the only one. There were other kids too, though. So the, they figured it out, and they started locking the toilets. We'll still find a way just to hide, to avoid the prayers. But then we didn't have a choice. I just had to go. It was very annoying. Then I remember going, and God, I think just like, it was very boring, the whole singing and praying and, well, Please, just be done and let's go home. That's what I just thought, really. Because I've had a long day in school and you asked me to come sit and pray. Really, I just wanted to go home. Then I remember it was on a Friday. As usual, I didn't have a choice. I just had to go for that fellowship. And I went, I was really late because it's not like I wanted to come in the first place. So I went late. And on entering, the voices of the people, the worship leaders, was what actually was like, wow, this person can sing. And I didn't know the words, just the melody alone was enough for me. And just got enraptured in it and got carried away. And before I knew what was happening, the atmosphere was charged and I didn't know what happened. That day my life just, there was a shift in my life, I knew it. And I got home and I don't sleep, I don't have naps. So I had a nap that day. And my mom was like, are you sick? Are you all right? I'm like, I'm fine. I just noticed things didn't make sense anymore. Things I enjoyed doing, I didn't want to do them again. I don't want to hurt people anymore because I just, there was a pleasure I got just bullying people and beating kids. I didn't want to do it anymore. It didn't make sense anymore. So I just changed. But I didn't have a proper guidance. I, I knew I needed to know more. I wanted to know more about God. But 
I didn't know how to go about it and I was too timid or shy to approach anyone for help. Then I felt, okay, I knew, I was told or I heard to know more about God, you have to go through the Bible. And I did. So being me that I was, I don't, naturally, I don't write my, from, I don't use the front pages of my book. I don't start from the beginning. Or if I'm reading a book or a novel, I go to the end. So that's what I did with the Bible. And I went to Revelation. Yeah. It wasn't nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> it hit really hard. And I just grew up with this fear of who God was. In my mind, he was like this huge guy with fire coming out of his nose, his mouth. He was on horse with whips, with swords. I just had so many imaginations of who God was. So I felt, okay, then I'm in trouble because he's definitely going to punish me for all the things I have done. So I started trying to be good. I thought I could do it on my I didn't know anything about grace or mercy or anything. I just felt I need to do it myself. So I tried to be good. I tried to do things differently. I tried to be obedient. It was, it was hard. It was really hard. But I still tried. I kept it up, but still fell so many times. Then um, eventually, at a point, I remembered I had to go back to God. After, okay, it was after a loss. I lost an aunt, and I didn't understand what happened. I just thought, okay, Probably she'd seen so much because I felt it's God punishing her to die. I mean, she had seen, she has, she's a really bad person then, but she was nice. And I didn't understand that. Okay, so I mean, all the good I'm doing, how, that means my own death was going to be terrible then. And that means God was coming for me too. That was what I thought. So that was when I actually reached out and sought help. But I didn't do it the proper way still. And along the line, I still fell. Because I wasn't doing it the right way. But a couple of years back, I remembered trying to figure out my life and even my relationships and everything. I got into a bad relationship. And unfortunately for me, I didn't even know this person was married. Then when I figured out, I went to God and I cried and I surrendered. I just told him, I'm done. I'm like, I was so exhausted actually very exhausted and I just went to him I'm done just do whatever you want to do with me if you want to kill me just go ahead and instead God touched me and I just he broke me and everything just fell into place so so that yeah So that was the moment, that was the moment where you surrendered and gave your life to Jesus. And, and uh, I mean, for someone that wasn't going to say very much, you've done very well. Um, so so how, um, how, how do you feel things have changed since then? Yeah, okay. Briefly. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, things have really changed because um, I don't struggle anymore to do things. Before, I usually, I just, okay, I feel when I want something, I have to just hustle and struggle for it. But now I just live very freely. I don't, the fear I had about death, about eternity, about hell and heaven, just, I don't, I don't, I'm not scared of anything, anything. Like, I'm so, the peace I feel, the love of God in me, 
I didn't, I didn't love myself. I can't, I, so I didn't even have any to give anyone. But now, oh, I just love everyone. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it, when you get these moments, this, this quiet lady that sits at the back at church. Now we've, we've, we just know a little bit more. I'm sure there's more to know. Uh, so what we're going to do now is um, we're going to move over to the pool here. And uh, feel free to sort of stand up or, so you can see what's going on. Um, but the, the guy's baptizing going to ask uh, Nephi some questions. Uh, she knows what they are. I think you've got them there, have you? Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, this isn't the time where she's deciding to follow Jesus. She's already decided, as you've just heard. Uh, but this is her public declaration. So they're going to say, you know, ask the questions. And in a nice, loud voice, she's going to answer, yes. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and then they're going to baptize her, uh, and we're going to pray. And you remember that scripture that I read earlier, um, that you will then receive the Spirit. And so we want to, we want to pray that, that, that she receives something of the Holy Spirit uh, while we do that. And if anybody wants to come and pray uh, afterwards, then please feel free to come and pray uh, for her. We don't want to pray for too long because she'll be stood in wet clothes and she'll be chilly. Uh, but we're going to pray, and, uh, and then we're going to end our, our time together and, um, and go and have some food downstairs for those that are able to come. Like Jonathan mentioned, um, <clears throat> water baptism is a um, symbol of something more deeply spiritual. And uh, we're just going to ask Nefi a few questions to, you know, for her to publicly declare um, uh, for Jesus, essentially. Um, Nefi, do you confess that Jesus is your Lord? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You say it actually. Do you believe in your heart that Christ died for you and that God raised him from the dead? Yes, I do believe that Christ died for me and God raised him from the dead. Do you believe that because of this, you are saved and justified forever through Jesus Christ, your Lord? Yes, I do believe that because of this, I am saved and justified through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Nephi, on the confession of your faith, Maybe if, can a couple of people come, come and pray? Can, I, can I have a couple of people? Come on, folks. Let's have a couple of people come and pray for Nephi, and then I'll pray, and we'll close our time together. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call on some names if, they, if you don't come soon. Thank you for um, this next step on her journey. Thank you that it's just another, yeah, just another moment in, in the long, long journey that she has with you in her life. And Father, I just ask that you would um, bless Nephi, that you would give her vision for her future, that she would um, continue to walk strong in the faith that, that she has chosen. 
Father God, just yeah, send your blessing on her right now by your spirit. Amen. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we pray now that the Holy Spirit would come on her. Thank you that you've baptized her in water. We pray now that you baptize her in the Spirit and that you would fall upon her in power and in presence. We ask that you would fall on her powerfully. Lord, may there be signs following uh, in the next seconds, minutes, days, weeks, months, Lord. Uh, it wasn't straight away for Paul, but it was for others. We pray, Lord God, that there'd be now an unplugging of prophecy, tongues, uh, faith, uh, Lord Jesus, that you would bless her, that you would just come upon her in power of holiness, of obedience. Lord Jesus, would you fill her all the way up with your Holy Spirit and empower her to live a holy life to you, Lord Jesus. In your name, amen. Father, we thank you for Nephi. We thank you for your journey with her. Thank you for bringing her to know you. Um, even when she was lost in the world, you expressed yourself to her. That is the most wonderful gift, that's the most wonderful miracle that you have done in our life. We thank you so much this morning for this. Father, accept our thanks and praises in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we commit the remaining part of our journey onto your hands, um, our journey with you. We ask for more of your grace, more of your enablement more guidance. Your word says, we will hear a word behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. We ask that Nephi shall receive instruction from you, directions from you at every junction of our life, that she will be led according to your, 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 your instructions, and she will fulfill the purpose for which you brought her to this earth in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for everything you've done for her and everything you are going to do for her. For in Jesus Christ's name we have prayed. Great. So, um, so the reality is we, we, um, we, British, uh, we British aren't so good at celebrating really, are we? And you, the Nigerians can teach us a thing or two. So there will be food to feed the city, I'm, I'm imagining. Uh, uh, so so you, are, you are really welcome to stay. So do, do hang around and join us. For some we hope you enjoyed the talk. Further information about Hope Church can be found at www.hope-church.org.uk. Thank you for listening.